Welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters. We want to uh, thank you for tuning in and also share with you that we have a special message for you today. And uh, it's a great amount of honor and uh, privilege that I uh, have the opportunity to introduce to you our guests. Before I do that, I want to share with you that I feel that while we are spiritual, uh, you know, faith-based cause brothers by just virtue of the way we patterned our life. This particular uh, guest uh, has a, uh, a very special place in my particular heart because every time I think of his uh, bio, which he shared with me, and I got a chance to look at it just a few days ago, it's read sort of like my brother's bio. And I'm like, wow, you know, this particular person uh, began a building, uh, just being intrigued by building at a very early age. And every time I read his bio, because I read it a couple of times, I could just feel my rear end just being sore and sore because as children, when we came home from school, you know, arguably uh, we would have to get ready with the extra pair of pants because my brother had did some experiment, whether it was playing with the water in the house, you know, turning it on and off and, and refitting the pipes, whether it be, uh, you know, putting an extra lamp fixture in the, you know, dining room, you know, you name it, he was doing things that we'd say, please, Odell, don't do that. Don't do that. And of course, coming from a family of six siblings, my parents really were equal opportunity uh, uh, replementing in the you know, types of parents, you know. So when one got the discipline, everyone got the discipline. <laughs> and so we were thinking, boy, we can't wait to get out of this house. Either we got to go or my brother Odell has to go because he just cannot keep rebuilding this house. And so as you guys know that story, he parlayed his skill set up to a multi-million dollar construction company and we looked at in my time the trades and so I uh, haven't spent my time at Bagley Elementary School I uh, haven't spent my time over at uh, Hampton and then Mumford uh, I was able really to just meet some incredible individuals in that particular community and there were builders there but I never had a chance to meet this particular guest who is still doing the fine work of building construction but he got his calling along the way and actually became a uh, reverend, a pastor, a person that actually guides people uh, along the way, uh, their spiritual journey and really is an ambassador of the importance of uh, considering a trade as you consider college. Why not consider a trade? Why not consider retiring at 38 years of age? Because with most companies after 20 years, you can kind of retire and then go on to the next company. And so trades uh, provides a number of different avenues. And we'll have this particular guest back on this particular show. But for this episode, please allow me to uh, share with you. My name is Carville Jones. I'm the executive to the chair for the Faith-Based Cause Initiative. And it's with a great pleasure I get to introduce you to our special guest, Pastor Brooks. Pastor Brooks. Good blessed afternoon. How are you? I'm just fine. We're going to share some things with us about you and about what's going on in your faith-based, your cause-based ministry. And did you uh, understand that story I told you about my brother tearing, oh, yeah. tearing oh, yeah. everything up at the house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Well, one of the things that, you know, um, what we're doing in Detroit is construction, but it's more so a ministry as God leads us to do it. And, you know, we take divine instruction from him as our assignments go on a daily basis, reaching out to the community, rebuilding it, you know, one house at a time, block by block. So it's, it's, it's an enjoyable journey that we're on in the city of Detroit. Okay. 
Now, when we talk about that journey, uh, give us a little idea. How long have you been in the in the trades in construction? Are, are you a licensed contractor? A licensed contractor. I've been in the trade for about forty years. And um, forty years. Um, I, I always wanted to do construction. It was something that, like I said, started out as a kid around around the house, doing little odds and ends, and I tend to enjoy it and love it. And then started doing work for the neighbors, and as I, you know, went on in life. I ended up um, going to trade school um, in high school. Did a little time there. My first option was actually carpentry. But in uh, trade school, when your first option, that class is full, my second choice was masonry. So masonry was wide open, and I went in there. And, um, you know, it was was something to uh, contend with, you know. I took the uh, apprenticeship for like, well, not the apprenticeship, the uh, class itself for like two years. And I uh, walked out of there kind of like with what I would say an S on my chest because okay. my, my instructors told me I would never be nothing, you know, and they <laughs> that was on like a daily basis for two years. So to keep hearing that every day, you're not going to make it, you're not, you're not going to be doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're, and I thought that my teacher was going to be there to teach me, but it was more so, it was quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. So the day I walked out of there, you know, I didn't walk out of there with a certificate in hand and a big salute or anything but in my heart you know god was taking me somewhere else and that was the only thing that carried me because i it, i mean it could really do something to you to hear that on a daily basis that you know you're not going to be anything you're just here you know because they sent you here pastor brooks uh, what would you say uh, doing that time allowed you to persevere because i'd imagine there are some other uh, students right now at this time some younger people that may be in that situation where they're just not receiving a lot of uh, positive uplifting and positive reinforcement and you know that type of uh, conversation that's the opposite of that is very abusive and mm-hmm. it tends to beat a person down was there something that you were able to rely on that helped you uh, sort of weather the particular storm yeah because we had to do like models modules and stuff and so you know, have to do the module and at particular time i would fail at the module and mess it up and and it, it would look bad and my instructor would let me know it was bad and oh that's why i keep telling you not gonna be it. so what i would do i would make it up in my mind that i'm gonna make this the way that that looks and i would just continue at it and continue at it and even when i perfected it he still found a reason to well it was two instructors and it was like double whammy because both of them were the same way. You know, it was an older instructor and a younger instructor, and they were both the same way, you know. And But when I perfected it, I knew in my heart that I had did way better than what I did when I originally did it. So that was like my motto, you know. Okay. I, I would just follow that for the whole two years. I mean, that's what I would do. And uh, when I come out of there, I was able to lay bricks and um, – they had offered a uh, Salvation Army had offered a um, an apprenticeship program, and they were offering it in the inner city. And I found out about it, and I was happy about it. And I took the news clipping um, out of the newspaper and took it to my instructor and showed him. I said, "Hey, what is this about? Can this help me?" And they said, "Oh no, you don't ever want to do nothing like that. That's not for you. You're, you'll never make it anyway." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I said, "Oh God!" You know, an apprenticeship that was something that they were accepting people in, and it was it was a good program, you know, but. Like I said, I just persevered, and I kept going and going and going and going and going. Well, you know, I really can appreciate you sharing that story because, again, uh, I would think that it's not a um, totally unusual story. You know, when we talk about uh, what uh, Pastor uh, Brooks uh, was able to do, it reminds me of that uh 
cliche, uh, let's work on bettering our best. So, I mean, you know, you know what your heart is, is, is capable of doing, but it's always capable of doing more. So as long as you're trying, as long as you're putting the effort in, mm-hmm. Pastor, would you say? Yeah. That, that's your best. But then you just keep bettering and bettering and bettering your best. So when I think, again, the trades and I think of this opportunity to fellowship, can you share anything about uh, what took you to the ministry? And uh, were you, uh, did you ever... Do any publications or any uh, information that, you, that you're sharing or talking to youths about in terms of your journey from just Mufford High School, a great, fabulous place to come oh, from, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, we got Bishop, uh, yeah, Bishop <laughs> Ellis, we got Bishop uh, Edgar Van, we got the Judge uh, Mathis. I mean, we got a number of people that have come out of there. Um, but I want to just kind of hear from you. Uh, is there something that you do read? Have you had a chance to publish your story or do anything of that nature? I um, have. I um, yeah, I've actually uh, written a book. I wrote a book, and it was based on something that I did—a journey that I was on during the construction and down through the years. You know, a lot of people had knew some of my struggles, my trials, my tribulations. They said, "Oh, you should write a book. You should write a book," and. Um, I would always wait to hear from the Lord to tell me to write this book. And so finally he said, go ahead, it's time for you to write the book. And uh, when I began to write the book, it was just like pretty much, it was smooth sailing. It didn't take a long time to do it. There was not a lot of editing involved because it came straight from the heart. And when you're writing straight from the heart, it's a big difference because you got to remember back, oh, this, that, and the other, and then scratch this. But it was something that was able to we were able to ascertain and do at a time that a uh, project that I was working on that was getting reviews from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And um, we had gotten a lot of uh, media attention, magazines, news articles. And then the Lord said, well, it's time for you to write your own story. And the blessed part about that, I was writing my own story. It wasn't an obituary or a eulogy of someone writing about me. And that was something, you know, it really did something to me to allow me to put the pen to that penmanship to my own memoir and share with people it, it, it it's, it's 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 a it's something that excites you you know what a great opportunity listeners we have had a chance listening to charles uh, brooks jr uh, born in detroit uh, uh coming up in the the world of tradesmanship through his uh, early education then going beyond that in terms of trade school and doing apprenticeships and and building and right now still building still providing opportunities for others to be taught on in the trades and how to actually uh construct if you would in the home market uh in the Greater Detroit area, lots of homes out there, aren't there, Pastor? To oh be yeah, lots of them, lots of them, especially in the, in Detroit. And we've actually went. The Lord sent me on a journey, unbeknownst to me. Um, Lord woke me up in the middle of the night, midnight hour, and like woke me up by my sleep, and like, hey, got something for you to do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I had ever planned on doing. And uh, He sent us to several different communities, and He said, "I want this neighborhood restored, mm-hmm. and you're a person to do it." And it, once again, it was something that didn't have to be rehearsed or, oh, where do I get started? What do I do? It was like God had ordered my steps and set up everything, and then we just began to transform these neighborhoods and places, these desolate areas, into beautiful homes where people can call them home now. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. 
Well, audience, there you go. You know, you had it right from uh, a living uh, person that I consider will be a, a living uh, life uh, a legacy, if you would. And when he spoke to us and he uh, spoke to uh, not just the uh, older people like myself, but to the young people, you start writing your story early. It may not be on a piece of paper or on your laptop or on your uh, phone, but you're writing it. And what we want you to consider is the fact that regardless of your age, your life, a legacy matters. And we put the living in there. We're saying, let's live. Let's have your living a life legacy matter. We appreciate your tuning in. And I think the best way for me to uh, conclude this session is to let you know that don't feel like you're disconnected from uh, Pastor Charles Brooks. Jr. I mean, he'll be, be back with us if you have an interest in the trades. We'll have a special module on our particular programming network that will give you more information about trades and why you should consider it even if it's not your primary, you know, uh, uh, if you would, dream or vision. It's something to consider because some people have that route to go to uh, a certain higher education level, uh, engineering or uh, architectural work or uh, all types of uh, drafting uh, opportunities, but some people have that uh, calling that they want to actually do the work, you know, and they, the doing the work is very meticulous. As my brother said with our family uh, construction company, because it's Construction is a very unforgiving type of a field to go into. It looks a little bit simpler than it does. When uh, Pastor Brooks <laughs> talked about concrete and about masonry, I lasted all of a half a day because that type of construction is very unforgiving. You can't really correct a lot with brick and with uh, cement and with asphalt. Asphalt's a little bit more unforgiving uh, than uh, concrete, cement, or bricks. Like super but, glue. <laughs> yeah, so it's like super glue. But I'll share with you, it's been a pleasure uh, for you guys visiting with us. So on this episode, and, and certainly uh, in salute of this particular session, uh, again, it was a pleasure uh, coming to you guys uh, uh, as the executive of the chair, uh, Carville Jones, visit us on myfbic.com. And when you take a look at that, you can see a full menu. Go to the newsroom session, you'll see us publish some more information about our beloved Pastor Brooks Jr. Now, I want to share this with you in conclusion. We have a book for you to take a look at. You mind holding it up there, Pastor? Right, you want me to hold it right here? Uh, hold it right there to the camera. That's the book with some information in it, right there. 4234 Lakewood, The Story Behind the Glory. Thank you so much. And you guys will be able to get access to that book as our mall opens up on our website uh, the 1st of March. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you for the opportunity.